Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Hello, God Almighty, we want to thank you once again for this privilege that you've given unto us. We come humbling before you, Lord, to receive instructions. We come humbling before you, Father, to be taught by you that we may learn of your ways and grow thereby. Say the Father, we will finally become the image and the likeness that you've ordained us to be, which has to do with your character, your nature. Help us, Father God, by your word and through your word, even as we receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. All right, so we're going to continue with what we'll be dealing with. We believe, therefore, we're spoken. That's going to be part number five. And again, uh, the text is Hebrew 11, verse 6. Hebrew 11, verse 6. But without faith... Without faith, it's impossible to please him. That's to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He that come to the Lord must believe that he is. Without that faith, that conviction that God exists, you seem not to be able to get the reward that God will have for you. Your understanding of the Father God exists enables you to faith in God so that whatever thing he needs to do and he has determined to do for you, he will always bring it to pass. Without faith, it's impossible. Hallelujah. To please God. Hallelujah. Okay. So, let me read 1 Corinthians 1 verse number 9. 1 Corinthians 1 verse number 9. Paul speaking says, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 9. God is faithful, by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. God is faithful. <laughs> and because he's faithful, he also intends you to be faithful. His faithfulness is manifested in several dimensions to each and every one of us who has also come to prove ourselves to be faithful to him. He says, faithful who has called you into the fellowship, the fellowship, the union, the relationship of his son, Jesus Christ. That means our worship is a fellowship. Our worship is a relationship. The fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. He is a faithful God by implication. This God will call you to come share fellowship of his son. Will not abandon you no matter what happens. Hallelujah. It, it, it took faithfulness of God to call you out of the world to say, Come join with my son. For those of all who are on Wednesday, remember what Jesus said. I will declare their name in the midst of my brethren. Is that okay? Right. So right now we are sharing fellowship with him. 
is in our midst. We have a communion service going on. God is a faithful God. Now he can't bring you to that relationship and abandon you. Amen? So it's important you understand this in your worship. That the God who brought you out of the world and brought you into that relationship with his son is well able to preserve you, to keep you, to provide for you, whatever the situation may be. He brought you into a relationship with his son. So, your being in church is not just another ceremony. You come into shell fellowship. You come into work in the same dimension that the son had worked in. Everything the son has, he wants to give to you. When you're sharing fellowship, he's not going to deny you anything that Jesus himself never had. Hallelujah. And so when you get into trouble, don't you ever think that it is strange? It's not strange. It's a common thing. Let me read the scripture here. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse number 9. Book of Ecclesiastes 1 verse number 9. The thing that has been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done, is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Did you get that? There is nothing new under the sun. So, whatever issue you are passing through, it's not new. Whatever thing you think you are passing through, in any manner, it's not new. There is nothing new under the sun. Somebody has gone through that somewhere. Somebody is even going through it somewhere right now. There is nothing new under the sun. Therefore, don't blow up your problems as if it's a new thing. Hallelujah. Don't make people start saying that what you're passing through is so unique. There is nothing unique in what you're passing through. It has always been there. Why? Because we're a human being. Job will say, everyone that is born of a woman is born into trouble. And that's true. Every one of us here, we're born with women. I mean, born out of women, isn't it? So anyone born of a woman is born into trouble. It's always there. It is God that proves himself in the midst of the trouble that he's with you and he has brought you into fellowship with his son. There is nothing new under the sun. Nothing. No matter what people are doing to you, no matter what you're passing through, no matter even if, assuming you have a sickness, you have a problem, there is nothing new. But I want to assure you, in the midst of the fact that God is there, if God is in the fellowship of his son, that thing you are passing through is going to pull you out of it. That is why he's a faithful God. Say, faithful is he who have called you to the fellowship of his son. Hallelujah. Now your trust in that faithfulness is what delivers you. Your trust in that conviction that God is going to set us free from whatever it is what delivers you. Because there is nothing new. Everything you are passing through, whether it's poverty, whether anything you are passing through, there is nothing new under the sun. There was famine in Egypt. That is why, I mean, even in Canaan, that is why uh, Abraham began to move with Sarah to Egypt. How I many of you understand that? I mean, what is new? Nothing. Sometimes people will talk about wars and rumor of war. That that is supposed to be the end of the time. No, it's all wrong. 
Matthew 25, nothing to do with the end of the age or end of the time. It was directly connected with the end of the law. Everything ended in AD 70. What am I trying to say? War is not a sign that the world is ending. Why? Abraham fought wars. How many of you understand that? How many years is that? So if war is a sign that the end is come, then the war should have ended a long time ago. You shouldn't have even been given by two. War had nothing to do with the end of time. It has always been there. How does war begin? We are made to understand from the thoughts of our heart. Amen? James said that. War has always been there. As long as there are human beings, there will always be war. As long as there are human beings, there will always be conflict between two. You must understand that. There is nothing new under the sun. That's what I'm trying to make you see from what the scripture is saying. So don't think your condition is peculiar. Don't think your situation is unique. No, nothing unique about that. That's why you should lift your faith out of where you are passing through and look unto God who has called you, who is faithful to share fellowship with you, with his son. Praise the living God. Are we here? Go with me to Psalm 73 verse 28. The book of Psalm. Hallelujah. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare what? All the good works. I put my trust in the Lord God. Nothing else. Where is your trust? That's the question. No matter what you say. Now he's saying, I put my trust in the Lord God that I might declare all his good work. When God finally sets you free, delivers you, proves his faithfulness, you will have nothing else but to say, God, you are faithful. Hallelujah. And so David is saying here, I have my trust in God. Why? You think about the trouble he went through in the hands of Absalom. Think about the trouble he went through in the hands of Saul. What was his offense? Just because he was anointed. Some of you don't understand this. That when God calls you for a purpose, when God calls you for any reason, get ready to face opposition. Get ready to face challenges. Get ready to face envy. I don't know if I follow what I'm saying. Unless you don't have a call upon your life. Unless God is not giving you responsibility. But if God is giving you responsibility, if God is calling you to do something for him, get ready to face those challenges, to face those opposition. So faith, petty, envy, jealousy, they're always there. Like I always say, what was the offense of Joseph? Just because God wanted to use him. Just because God had to call him. He had a dream. And went to the father and he said, oh, come on, I got a dream yesterday. I had another dream. What was the dream? The 11 stars, the moon, and the sun, they were bowed down to me. And the father got the interpretation. Are you saying? Hallelujah. Me and your mother and your 11 brothers were going to bow down to you? Is that what you are saying? But it's not a question of what you were saying. It's a question of what God wants to do. But that alone brought him into trouble. That revelation is what brought him into the pit. That revelation is what caused him to be sold. That revelation is what got him into a prison, even in Egypt. But in the midst of all that, God's hand was still upon his life. I don't know if you are getting this. Men are going to be envious of your position. Some of you don't even know who you are. Some of you don't even know what God wants to do in your life. 
Some of you don't even know why you are called into the relationship that you are. You don't understand that. Therefore, when troubles come, when jealousy comes, when envy comes, you lost your mind. But it's not supposed to be so. You must understand. Remember what we said last week in the book of Genesis 50? Joseph had to speak to his people. No, you taught it for evil, but God taught it for what? For good. When he said you taught it for evil, God taught it. That means that thing you did was God orchestrating something in my life unknown to you. God will use men to bless you. God will also use men to chastise you. Come on, understand this fact. And when men are being used to chastise you, don't get angry with them. You taught it for evil. You were thinking you were going to do evil to me. But God was using what you were doing to do what? To do good. So, why are you worried? Because somebody is envious of your life. Why are you worried? Because somebody is jealous. Why are you worried? No, 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 no. no. Everything they do is a promotion. Except you are not called of God. That's why God is faithful who has called you into the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ. He's faithful. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks about what you're doing or who you are. The jealousy must be there. The envy must be there. Hallelujah. Don't allow God to turn your head down. No. David said in the midst of the people, I'm going to declare all their good works. I'm going to put my trust in you. Praise the living God. If you were, if you were Joseph, tell me the truth. What would you have done to your brothers? You will start recounting the story. Uh, is it you? You, Judah. Ha, you remember what you did to me? You people sold me to slavery. But Joseph never recounted anything. He has God's mind. Look at the story of the prodigal son. He was coming back to the father. He said, let me go to the father. And tell him, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against heaven. But when the prodigal son come, the father didn't even allow him to make a statement about his past. Hallelujah. Ordinarily, the prodigal son offended the father. Is that okay? But the father never allowed him to say a word. There's a spirit of God that forgives and draws even your enemies to yourself. We did a study here. Pray for your enemies. Pray for those who despise will use you. Why? We give all the reasons. Go back to your tales. Hallelujah. So Joseph was there, life rejoicing, and even sharing tears when he saw their brothers come and bind down. Why was they sharing tears? They remember the revelation. The sun and the moon and the eleven brothers they are going to bow down to you. And he said, God, you are really faithful. He cried because he saw the faithfulness of God right before his eyes. I love what Job would say. He said, with my eyes shall I see the Lord. And God saw that. I mean, Joseph saw that. He saw the goodness of God. He saw the faithfulness of God. He saw the manifestation of that dream. I'm telling you something. Your dreams will come to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. I used to pray one simple prayer. And I'm still praying it occasionally. I still pray it. Revelation 10 11. The Lord gave that to me in 1988 in a vision. And I read that. And it said, You shall yet speak to tongues, to kings, and other. Let me read that place for you. Revelation 10. Give me verse uh, 
10 and 11. Let me just read something so that you understand something there. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy. Go back to verse 10 before I come to 11. And he gave me a little book. I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up. And it was in my mouth, sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was what? Was bitter. You know what that's trying to mean? The revelation that God gives to you causes you to be persecuted. The revelation is so sweet and exciting, but there is pain that comes with it. How many of you remember? The angel spoke to Mary and he said, A sword shall pierce through thy soul. Why? Because he was going to give birth to who? To Jesus. Every revelation of God brings pain that goes with it, but it gives you strength to overcome it. Hallelujah. And I know what I passed through in believing what I believe. And some of you can bear witness to that. Hallelujah. There will be a lot of bitterness, but a good thing is there's always sweetness. When I read the word, I see things that people don't see. Sorry to say. Look at the next thing. What I want to show you is this. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again. Why? Because you have eaten that book. The word prophesy actually means to teach. Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and what? And kings. And God has started manifesting this far back in 2005. What am I trying to tell you? Now, it was given to me in 1988. And that repeated in 1990 something. I can't remember the exact date now. Twice the Lord gave me this scripture to read in the night. I don't know if you are following that. What I'm trying to make you understand, everything God has for you, is going to come to pass. It has nothing to do with, no, no matter how angry people are going to be in your life, I mean about you or towards you, it can't stop God's work coming to manifestation. It can't stop his dreams coming to manifestation. It can't stop his revelation for you coming to manifestation. God is God. That's why the Bible says, it's a faithful God. Except it's not the one that said it. Very few people who are close to me know the challenges that are passed through in being in ministry. But all of that, I'm still standing. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're getting that. Yesterday I got a message from the U.S. And somebody was saying, Dr. David, I've spoken to this person. And I'm going to talk to you again concerning the conference we must have in the month of July. I mean... Why some people don't even see anything? We have a lot of people seeing so much. Do you understand what I'm saying? Praise the living God. This thing was given to me far back then. And I know the pressure I passed through. I know the pains I passed through. I have literally wept for even receiving the things I'm receiving. But God is faithful. Praise the living God. I'm trying to encourage somebody so that you know how to make confessions. But David said, I'm going to declare thy good works which has to do with your faithful works. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I see some of your challenges dissolving. Mm-hmm. I see some of your challenges dissolving. And the Lord is saying one of the ways he's going to use to do this is you keeping a good smile, a good rejoicing, a good heart all the time. For the word said, with joy shall you draw from the well of salvation. Rejoice! And I say again what? 
rejoice. Hallelujah. For God is faithful. And then I come to the Lord more believe that is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. Go with me to Psalm 91 verse 2. 91 verse 2. Okay, okay, let's look at verse, uh, yeah, verse 2. Psalm 91 verse 2. Maybe we'll take it from verse 1. He that dwelleth in the sacred place of the Most High shall abound at the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I do what? Will I trust? No matter what, Read the whole story down. It talks about time of pestilence, times of evil, whatever. In him will I trust. Hallelujah. I don't know if you are following what I'm saying here. One has experienced some of these. It was not quite long. My wife was speaking to me. I mean, if you remember, 2021, I was terribly down. Was it 2021? I can't even remember the exact date again. Terribly down and all that. It was recently was trying to tell me that actually you were attacked with COVID. So I got COVID when I'm leaving. A lot of people got COVID and they are gone. Hallelujah. Come on, are you following what I'm talking about? I have no idea what it was, but I know it was something else. Until, I mean, everything was done, nothing was happening until the Lord gave me a revelation from the book of Psalm. I read through that revelation and I called my wife. I said, look at what the Lord is saying. And strength came into my body. Right from that hour, everything that they were ministering to me began to walk. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I mean, I have no idea what it was. But remember what he talks about, the issue of pestilence, diseases and sicknesses that be flying around. But he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Praise God. I mean, at the said I was trying to find out, why were you still attending to me when you knew it was COVID? You should have run away. People who have COVID, they had to quarantine. You, you people didn't quarantine me. I was still moving around. Mine was a special one, maybe. <laughs> Praise God. But this is a scripture that was just fulfilled in my life. I am saying God is faithful. The things he has asked me to do, I have not finished doing them. Therefore, COVID can't take me away. That's what I'm telling you. If he says a thing to you, he is faithful. And will make sure it comes to pass. I can look at your face and tell you, you are going to leave. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you see here? You see, this is why your confession must be based on what you know God to be. Who you know him to be. Your confession. Let me show you. Last week I, I shared this with you. When God was rebuking Job. For all the crazy things he was saying. How I many of you remember that? Oh, Job, oh, God caused the day. Why not the day that I was born caused? There shouldn't have been light. I should have died in my mother's womb. In other words, I should have come out dead person. A dead person. By implication, my mother should have had an abortion. 
He was saying, I cannot seal this. And God asked him a question. Let me read the question again. And then I'll take you to where Job finally had to make a statement after that. Job 38 again, verse number one. Hallelujah. You can make silly confessions if you know who God is. Oh. Hallelujah. Then the Lord answered Job out of the wild wind. What's going on? Verse one, please. The Lord. Hallelujah. Then the Lord answered Job out of the wild wind and said, Who is this that darkness can say by words without knowledge? I mean, sometimes the way we speak is out of knowledge. Hallelujah. Darken cancer, darken mind, darken understanding. <laughs> Why? Because our trust in us in God. What's the next thing? Get up now, thy loins, like a man, for I will demand of thee, and I answer thou me. And what's the next thing? Where was thou when I laid the foundation of the earth? Declare, if thou hast what? Understanding. All these silly things you are saying. Let me just bring you to something. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Where were you? By implication, like I said before, you are supposed to have understood this fact that even what you are passing through, we all arranged it. That it should be done. <laughs> you ought to know, but you are acting like a fool. You ought to know that when we were doing this thing, putting this thing together, we plan where you will come, we plan where you will go, we plan the thing that will happen to you to give us an example to other people. But now you are, you are just crying and acting foolishly. Where were you? Where on that? Okay, look at the next thing. Verse 5. Who are laid the measure thereof, if thou knowest, or who are stretched the line upon it? Go to the next thing. Whereupon are the foundation thereof fastened, or lay the corner stone thereof. And verse 7. When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God did what? Shouted for joy. When they saw what I was going to do, what all of us putting together, they were so happy. They rejoiced. But now you here, you complaining. It means you were not in the midst of the people. You left off when we're planning and putting these things together. How many of you understand the word Elohim actually means God? In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. That word God means Elohim. It's a plural word. It's a family word. Do you understand that? And that's why, let us make man. What is he talking about? Let us, let us compress ourselves into a new system of a figure that can walk upon the face of the earth. Hallelujah. It was all preordained. Man, your life here is not by accident. You came here for a purpose and God intends you to fulfill that purpose. You are not going to die before your purpose is accomplished. You are here for example for somebody. Hallelujah. Where were you? Tell me. Amen. Look at the reply of Job now. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Job 40. Go to verse 3. Ooh. Job 40 verse 3. Then Job answered the Lord and said, <laughs> Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer thee? I will lay my hand upon my mouth. Let me shut my mouth. I don't even have what to say. Take another translation if you can. Another translation, if you will, just that verse 4. I am nothing 
How could I ever find the answer? I will cover my mouth with my hand. Some of you need to shut your mouth. Are you following what I'm talking about? You talk too much. You need to shut your mouth. When things are going wrong, shut your mouth. Because God may be looking at you from another perspective. What is wrong with this, my child? Job said, no, no, no. I'm sorry, Dad. I don't even have an answer to give to you. Go to chapter 42, verse 1. Hallelujah. 42, verse 1. Then Job replied the Lord. Or then Job answered the Lord and said, verse 2. I know that thou can do everything. And I know thought can be hidden from thee. Oh, you know that one. Before you were talking, you know that one. I don't know if you get it. Job is not answering because God said, you better sit up as a man and answer me. Not as a son of God, as a man. Answer me. If you think you know anything. And Job said, mm. I know that that can do everything. That means even what I'm passing through, your hand could be there. I know. Hallelujah. And I know thought can be hidden from thee. No thought, not even of me or even of the devil. No thought, no mindset, no desire, no enemy's thought can be hidden from God. Are you getting what I'm saying here? And the next thing. Who is he that hide a cancer without knowledge? Therefore, have I uttered that I understand not. Things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. Did you get that? Take it from a simpler translation. Just this verse. Verse 3. Hallelujah. You ask, who is it modeling, I mean, modeling the water? Ignorantly confusing the issue. Second guessing my purposes. Admit it. I was the one. I babbled on about things far beyond me. Made small talk about wonder ways over what my head. Babbling. You know what it means to babble? To talk foolishly. And Job said, you're asking who is that? Say, sir, I am the one. I'm sorry, I was just speaking foolishly. Did you get that? Because he had no counsel, no understanding of the counsel of God. And that's how so many of us behave. Well, we don't know what God is doing. Listen, those people that God uses to chastise you are your best friend. Come on now. This will be difficult. Because they chastise you to the purposes of God. Some of you, you get so lazy to pray. And he sends one individual, maybe your closest person, to do something to you that will turn your head upside down. The next thing you want to go cry to God. He has drawn you to himself by using that individual. He's your best friend. Hallelujah. Go to verse 4. Verse 4 says, Yea, beseech thee, that's King James, and I will speak, I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye does what? See thee. Wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. I'm ashamed of myself right now for saying the things I said, which are not supposed to be said. And some of you need to repent. You need to repent of the things you have used your mouth to say. Remember last week I told you, scripture tells us, with your mouth you are what? Justify. With your mouth you are what? Condemn. 
Some of us have condemned ourselves. That's why we need to go back to God and say, God, I am sorry. Exactly the way Job is behaving now. Look at that. Wherefore I bore myself and repent in those and ashes. Verse number 7. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz and to Tamar, My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends, for ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right as my servant Job had. These are the two friends. People that came to console with Job when he lost everything. And they were telling Job, how can you suffer this? You, it's only a sinner that can suffer this. It's only because you're a sinner. That's why I'm suffering this. All those kind of things. You understand that? Remember the Bible tells us Job was a righteous man. Is that okay? But the friend said, look, this can happen to a righteous person. It can only happen to a sinner. So the better thing you repent. Don't start proving that you are somebody. And God is telling him, hey, listen. All that you said concerning Job was on my mind. It was wrong. You never spoke my mind. You never spoke my thoughts. Hallelujah. Go to the next verse. Therefore, take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer for yourself a bunch of fruit and my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept lest I deal with you after your fully in that you have not spoken of me the things which is right like my servant Job. Let together. Even those... Let me tell you, even those who are messing up with you now, eh, they have a place with God. <laughs> you will not understand. They have their agenda with God. That's why God is faithful. Don't think he's ignorant. Don't think he's not seen. Don't think he doesn't understand the people that are trying to mess you up. Don't think so. He said, look, you better do this now to Job. He's my servant. You've spoken not the things that are in my mind. Let him pray for you. I will deal with you in your fully. Did you get that? <laughs> so, friends, listen. Be careful how you talk to people. Especially those who God has hand in their lives. Be careful. Be very, very careful. Leave them alone. Hallelujah. Leave them alone. See, let me tell you this. When the Bible says, touch no man, I'll do my prophet no harm, it's not just talking to only the pastor or the bishop or something. That's something you don't understand. If you go and read it from the book of Psalm, it tells you that even kings were rebuked for their sake. What he's trying to say was, Abraham, Cyrus, I mean, was taken from Abraham, God rebuked the king. The same thing happened to Isaac, God rebuked the king. Jacob from uh, Laban's house, God rebuked Laban. That's what he was talking about. Everyone that is called of God is anointed of God when it comes to that dimension. Mind how you talk to God's children. Be careful. Whether you are pastoring them, whether whatever. Mind how you talk to them. Otherwise, God will treat you as a fool. Hallelujah. Are we see here? Alright, so what verse are we? Go to verse 9, very quickly. I want to touch something. And um, here we go. Verse 9. So Eliphaz the Tamarind and Bildad the Shunet and Zophar and was it? Namatite went and did according to the word commanded them. The Lord also accepted Job. Now there's something I love about this story. No matter how stupid you can be, you can see here God. 
Did you get that? <laughs> you can see here, God. That's all I tell people. Don't, don't tell me, you know, you can't hear God. Why can't you hear God? But you know one thing? Often and again, things happen to people, and what happened? Oh, the devil made me to do it. How did you hear the devil? You always hear the devil, you don't hear God. What's wrong with you? The same ear you in hearing the devil is the one you're supposed to you to hear God. So, start hearing God. Amen? Okay. What's the next verse? And he said, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. Hallelujah! When he had prayed for his friends. Also the Lord gave Job twice as much as what he had before. When did he turn the captivity of Job? Only when he has prayed for those he is friend. The Bible called him his friend, but actually his enemies. I don't know if you understand that. Only when he forgave them, only when he prayed for them, that the God turned his captivity. That's why he must not allow somebody's life to be a problem to your progress in life. Did you get that? Look at it again. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he has prayed for his friends. Those men that came to insult him after praying for them. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as what? As he had before. Read on the story. The daughters increased. Everything was double. Everything was double. Everything in lost was double. Have you lost anything before? It's coming back to you twice. Hallelujah. It's coming back to you twice. That is the word of the Lord. Amen. Yeah, I, I would like to end up this message today. So, let me just take another example and then we'll close. I got five minutes more. Alright. You know, Jeremiah was um, a prophet of God. Amen. God called him a prophet. Jeremiah 1, read from 6 to 7, I mean from, in fact, from verse 5, it tells you, when you're whatever I called you and I'll do you as a prophet to the nations. He was a prophet of God. But here was this guy doing the work of the prophecy, speaking to people, giving prophecy to the nations. And what happened? <laughs> Hallelujah. Jeremiah 20 verse number 1. Look at this. Oh. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says, Now Paul saw the son of Imam, the priest, who was also chief governor in the house of the Lord, how that Jeremiah prophesied these things. If you go back, we will see the things he prophesied. What was the next thing? Then put a small Jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stock that were in the high gate of Benjamin, which was by the house of the Lord. What he did? He put him in prison. What was the offense of Jeremiah prophesying? Did you get that? And so some of you think we're doing the work of God. Nothing had happened to you. That's where you make the mistake. Hallelujah. This man was put in prison for prophesying. <laughs> Amen. Verse 3. And it came to pass on the morrow the apostle brought forth Jeremiah out of the stocks. Then said to Jeremiah and told him, The Lord have not called their name apostle, but Megamisabib. That is to say, fear roundabout. Jeremiah changed the name of the prophet. Now, this one I also love about Jeremiah. In the midst of the fact that he was a prisoner, he said, Hey, your name. No, I'm changing your name. There's fear all around you right now. Hallelujah. Verse 4. For I said, The Lord, behold, I will make thee a terror to thyself 
and to all thy friends and they shall fall by the sword of their enemies and the eyes shall behold it and I will give all Judah into the hand of the king of Babylon and he shall carry them captive into Babylon and shall slay them with the sword. Amen. Praise the living God. You can read up all the rest of the story there. But go to verse 6. The apostle and all the daily in the house shall go into captivity and thou shall come to Babylon and they shall, shall die and shall be buried there. Die and all thy friends to whom thou hast prophesied lies. You are going to die. Uh, you, you see, when Jeremiah was saying they were not himself, the spirit of the Lord took him over. Because I'm going to read a passage now so you see what the next thing. Is that okay? Look at the next thing, verse 7. He came back after prophesying. And he was like, what is happening to me? I'm prophesying yet I'm in prison. Look at it. Oh Lord, thou have deceived me. And I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I. And I have prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocked me. You deceived me. You said I'm a prophet. I cannot be a prophet and be in prison. I cannot be a child of God. I'm a suffering when I'm suffering. That's the question you ask yourself. I don't even follow what I'm saying. You see, in verse 6, he said all that God wanted to say. But when he came back to himself, he just like John the Baptist. After Jesus, I mean, had been confirmed to be the Messiah, he stopped prophesying and he was put in prison. And he said, go find out from him. Whether he's a prophet I'm talking about or did I lie? Is it the Messiah? If it's the Messiah, he should be able to take me out of this prison. Is that okay? But he forgot to realize something that he has to leave the way for Jesus to start. Hallelujah. Come on, are you there with me? Jeremiah was in prison. He came to the point. I mean, at this stage, Jeremiah was denying God. At this stage, Jeremiah was not having anything to do with God anymore. He came to himself. When John was saying that, the spirit with which he was prophesying had been lifted, which is the spirit and the power of Elijah, with which he was doing the ministry. Remember, scripture says, he shall come in the power and the spirit of who? Of Elijah. So when he was in that prison, that spirit had lifted. It was not natural. Some of you speak out of your natural conditions. Without seeing what God is doing. Without knowing what God has called you to do. You speak out of your natural condition. So after this guy has prophesied unto Paul, told him you are going to go to Egypt, you are going to I mean Babylon, you are going to die there. The spirit lifted. And the next thing he said, where am I? I'm actually a prisoner. God, you deceive me. You deceive me. You said I'm a prophet. You said you come here as a prophet. Now I'm doing that. If I'm truly a prophet, if I'm truly your child, how can this man put him in prison? You deceive me because you are stronger than me. No wonder. I mean, that's, that's, that's the meaning. That's what you have done. Hallelujah. Look at what said. For since I spake and I cried out, I cried violence and spoil, because the word of the Lord was made reproach unto me, and derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak anymore in his name, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up here in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. When I didn't want to speak, I find that I'm speaking. How? The word of the Lord. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, I want you to see something now. Go to Jeremiah 15. Let me show you something. 
verse 17. And he said, I sat not in the assembly of the mockers. Now he wants to justify himself now. Now rejoice. I sat alone because of the hand, for thou hast filled me with indignation. Why is my pain perpetual? You'll be asking that question too. And my mouth incurable. Mommy, my wound incurable. Which refuses to be healed. Would thou be altogether me a liar? And as waters are filled, therefore, thus saith the Lord. Oh, come on. Are you with me, somebody? Did they get a complaint of Jeremiah? Remember, we said God is faithful. And he said, but you have not proven yourself faithful. You've turned away from me. You have allowed the reproach to come upon me. Even though I'm declaring your word. Everything you promised me, I haven't seen anything. (laughs) But look at the reply God gave. Therefore, thus saith the Lord. If thou will return, hallelujah, then will I bring thee again, and thou shalt stand before me. And if thou forsake the precious from the vine, thou shalt be as my mouth. Let them return unto thee, but return thou not what? Unto them. Take it from presentation. You understand what I'm saying now? Simpler translation. Hallelujah. Therefore, thus says the Lord to Jeremiah, if you return and give up this mistaken tone of distrust and despair, look at that. Mistaken tone of distrust and despair. You've distrusted me. You no longer trust me. Remember, he that come to the Lord will believe that he is. I said, the word of them that diligently seek him. You've come to the place of distrusting me. You don't see me as a faithful God anymore. You are now amplifying your despair condition, your, your, your sorrows, your pain. You're magnifying your issues more than me, more than what I've given to you to do. And he says, if you, if you change your thing, if you give them up, then I will give you again a settled place of quiet and safety and you will be my minister and if you separate the precious from the vile cleansing your own heart from what unworthy and what unwarranted suspicious concerning God's faithfulness hallelujah I said hallelujah what did he say he's going to do? If you can separate yourself from this, you shall be my mouthpiece. But do not yield to them. Let them return to you, not you to the people. That means what people say should not be what you say. What people complain about should not be your complaint. What people are discouraged about should not be what discourages you. Especially if you want to rule the people. Especially if you want to proclaim the word of the Lord. By implication. Don't mind the father you put in prison. That shouldn't be your concern. That you're in prison is not the end of it. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Good. Listen, I want you to get that. It's so important. Not mistaking 
tone of distrust and despair. That means so many of us walk in that dimension of mistaking tones and what and despair. Regularly, you get so despaired about life. You get so discouraged about your family. You get so worried about your finances. And then you begin to proclaim things. And God called them spirit of despair and distrust. You no longer trust God anymore. It shouldn't be. That is not part of our work. You must separate the pressure from the vibe. Hallelujah. Cleansing your own heart from a worthy and a warranted suspicious concerning God's faithfulness. You must come to that place in your life to say, oh no, God is faithful no matter what is going on. Hallelujah. That unwarranted suspicion, you are not suspecting God. Oh, think about that. It's good, you may probably suspect man, but when you start suspecting God, that's another level. It's good to, yeah, you can, you can suspect man. Is that okay? But when you start suspecting God, that's another level. You've come to the place of not suspecting God. What's the suspicion there? God is not in what he says. God does not prove faithful to whatever thing he says he will do. You are not suspecting God. Hallelujah. If God were faithful, why would my condition be like this? If God were faithful, why would my wife be like this? If God was faithful, why is my finances like this? You are not suspecting God. Hallelujah. Some time ago, I had a meeting in South Africa. That guy came from Australia. He composed a powerful song. And the song has to do with my father. Some of you wish to sing a song here. I know my father and me. How many of you remember that? Yeah, the guy that composed that song. We were together in a conference in South Africa. Three months down the line. That guy put up a post. Don't ever call me a Christian. And don't come talk to me. To come back to the fold. I'm no longer a believer. Think about that. He became suspicious about God. Maybe there are some things he was looking for that he didn't get. But look at the song that he composed. Powerful song. Wonderful song. That he composed about who God is. About who a father is supposed to be. How can you not suspect your father that he's not as faithful as he claimed to be? And he said, don't call me a pastor. I mean, I'm a minister. Don't call me a minister. Don't call me a Christian. Don't come talk to me. I don't longer believe God. I'm no longer a Christian. It can happen to anybody. It can happen to you. In your mind. That's why God says, separate this thing from your thinking. This distrust, this, this suspicion about who God is separated. Because it can happen to you. If, if I mean, some of us say, oh my God, what happened to that guy? That must be a devil. The devil is in your heart. Ah, it's right there. For the Bible said, the heart of mine desperately wicked above all things. Who can know the heart? If your heart is wicked above all things, that means more wicked than the devil. The devil is wicked, but more wicked than the devil. You got out of faith. Maybe because he became suspicious and despair about his condition. God is saying, return to me. How do you return? In your thinking. How do you return? In your confession. How do you return? In your conviction. Are you there with me? If you return to me, I will make you a minister. If you return to me, I will establish you. If you return to me, I will make you the child of God that I intend you to be. For faithful is God who has called us to the fellowship of who? Of his son. He's not going to deny you. So don't deny him. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. 
Take the last verse again. I mean, verse 15 from message translation. I will try to close here. Hallelujah. Message translation, Jeremiah 15 verse 19. Jeremiah 15 19. Message translation. This is how God answered me. Take back those words. And I will take you back. Very simple. Take back those words you've been speaking. And some of you need to do that this morning. <laughs> I don't know if you are getting this. Take back those words. And I will take you back. By implication, you abandoning me, I'm also abandoning you for being my minister. If you take back those words, I will take you back. And cause you to be established in what I have in mind for you. Then you shall stand tall before me. Praise God. Use words truly and well. Don't stoop to cheap winning. Don't do that. Oh, hallelujah. Then, but only then, you will speak for me. Let your words change them. Don't change your words to soothe them. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Don't allow the father to put you in prison. Don't allow the father to mock you. Don't inform the father to deride you. Don't let them make you become sorrowful. Don't let it become, make you painful. Don't come to that place and say, oh, come on. These people look better than me. No. Don't let those words of theirs enter into your head. Don't allow people insult to make you think God is no longer there. Change your words. And change the people. Don't let the people do what? Change you. When you change your words, I'll make you stand before me. Tall. I'll give you a place in my house. I'll give you a place in my ministry. If only you can change your confession. Some of you, your businesses will stand strong, tall by the things you confess, by the things you say. All the countryside. Uh, this season, oh, there's no, no money anywhere. Oh, there's no Nara anywhere. Yesterday, I was looking for 10,000 and the said I must pay 2,000 extra. I said, put it there. Even if you want 3,000, put it there. What I want is 10,000. Put it there. You have to. This is the season you are. And you are going to survive it. Praise God. Look at where we are. Look at when I see Dick and the old family, they were here even before some of us. I see those from Agbaro here. Yeah, that's the spirit. Some doesn't have enough reason now not to be in service because there is no transport. I don't know if you follow what I'm saying. You got to change your thinking and change your mind concerning the situation. Somebody went to get, was it 30,000? From the POS, and they said the charge is six thousand. Huh? And the guy was saying, "No, he said six thousand. He said that you take or you leave it." And the guy needed thirty thousand, so he paid the six thousand. Then he came on air and said, "See, I collected thirty thousand. That makes no difference. Some people will go pay eight thousand to get the thirty thousand. Stop just complaining. Is the time and the season that you are? Except you change your own language." 
you also change like them, die like them, diminish like them, go to Babylon like them. All those who are mocking Job, I mean Jeremiah, he said they are going to go to Babylon, they are going to go to prison. How I many of you remember that? And even said they are going to die there. He said, look, don't let the people's language control you. You should control them with your language. Don't let situation control you. Control the situation with your language. Don't let the economic situation control you. Control the economic situation with your language. With your faith and your conviction. For God is faithful. Who has called us to this fellowship. Hallelujah. Finally, Ezekiel 37 verse number 3. Is anybody with me this morning? <laughs> I need you to be strong in your spirit and the power of his might. For there is nothing new under the sun. If they're not alike, let it go up to whatever level. You are still going to survive. Nigeria has come to stay. Why? Because we are born here. We don't have another country. How many of you understand that? Yes, it has come to stay. But the change is also coming. The change is also coming. For God has heard the cry of the people. Amen? Praise God. Remember what happened in Egypt? When the people suffered and everything, and God said, Hey, Moses, I've had the pains and the cry of my children. Go, set them free. We are going to be free. Amen. Hallelujah. Nigeria is not remaining this way. Amen. For those of you looking for anointing to Jakba, sorry, no ticket for you. Amen. How many of you understand there are services called Jakba services now? Oh, so maybe you have not heard. Jakba service means you go to church and they pray for you so that you have ticket um, and visa to go out of the country. So they call it Jakba service. You are not going anywhere. No more flights. You are not going anywhere. In fact, at the embassy, you will be turned back. You are not going anywhere. We are going to salvage this country together. Hallelujah. Praise God. As you get there, it's number three. Beautiful word. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O oh Lord, thou knowest. <laughs> can Nigeria survive? I don't know. You know, God. Hallelujah. Can my life survive? I don't know. God, you know. The important thing is let your communication be right with God. Let your direction, your communication, let it be a two-way traffic between you and God. Let him talk and give it back to him what he should do. Look at the next thing. And again he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones. Hallelujah. And say unto them, all ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Prophesy unto these bones. We believe, therefore we speak. Hallelujah. Prophesy unto these bones. Are your bones dying? You're going to prophesy unto them. Look at the next thing. Thus said the Lord God unto me, these bones, behold, I will cause bread to enter into you, and ye shall live. Hallelujah. Bread is coming unto you. You these bones, Bread is coming unto you. You this business. Bread is coming unto you. My wallet. Bread is coming unto you. My bank account. Bread is coming unto you. My health. 
breath is coming unto you. You shall live again. You shall live again. We believe, therefore, we speak. Praise God. Can you get what I'm saying here, somebody? What's the next thing? Hallelujah. And I will save sinews upon you. I will bring a flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put bread to you and you shall live and you shall know that what? I am the Lord. Stand up somebody. Hallelujah. Again, everything you feel is dying, you have this opportunity right now. You got to talk to it. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Whatever situation that is dying in your life, now you're going to prophesy on that situation. You have the right. We speak because we believe. We are not going to be doubting like Job. We are not going to be doubting like, like, like Jeremiah. We are not going to wait for God to instruct us before we change our language. There's a moment for you to change your language. There's a moment. I need you to begin to pray right now. Begin to pray. What is it that you said before? What confession have you made? Talk to your father. 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 What is that situation that is dry in your life? What is it? What is it? What is it? The situation that is dry in your life. You want to talk to that situation right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to receive life. Prophesy. So prophesy upon those bowls. Prophesy upon those bowls. It's time for you to give prophetic word to your bones right now. Where is it? What is it? That is so deadly in your life. What is it? Oh, come on. Prophesy to your bones. It's time for you to bring life to that situation. Remember, it's not for anybody else. It's for you. Remember, it's if you can change the precious words from the fire. If you can separate these words that are killing change them to the word of the Lord it's about time you receive the word of the Lord and speak to your bones and speak to your situation speak to your life, speak to everything that is holding you back speak to your finances, speak to your wallet, speak to your account speak to people around you that are sick and are dying prophesy to these bones talk to your father talk to your father harabachata Package, package, package. Yes, package. I hear the word package. Package. You can package your life. You can package your finances. You can package. I hear the word package. Package, 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 package. Put it together. It's a packaging season. Package now, package now, package now. That's what I'm hearing. Package, package, package. You can package things. You can pull them together. Package. Who can buy shelter? My brother, my sister, children of God, the word is in my mouth, not in the mouth. You can say, God, we will bring God from heaven. Can, can you go to the deep and bring God out? The word is not even in the mouth. For whatever you say, that is what God works with. As you have spoken unto my ear, so shall I do unto you. Talk to your situation right now. What is the situation? 
What is it like? Is it your finances? Is it your husband, your wife? Is it your sister? Is it your friend? Whatever it is, is anybody sick around you? Package! But there is life. There is life. There is life. Can these bones live? God, I don't know. Okay, now you prophesy. If you don't know, speak. And I spoke as I was commanded of the Lord. And the Bible says, flesh came to the bones. Sinus came to the bone. Breath came to the bone. You can recreate your death situation today. Recreate now. What is situation like? Recreate, 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 recreate. Recreate right now. Recreate right now. Your spiritual life recreates. Repackage now. Yes, I keep on hearing the word. Package. Repackage now. Package your life. Package your life. Put your life together. Strengthen your life. Package your life right now. Separate the pressure from the vow. Separate ugly words from good words. Confess positive about your life. Confess strength about your life. Confess health about your life. Package! Talk to the Father. God alone can. God alone can. God alone can. Let there be life. In the name of Jesus. I speak life to your system right now. I speak life to your system. I speak life to your bones. I speak life to your marrows. I speak life to your wills. Everything that is weak about you, I speak life to it right now. In the name of Jesus. God is saying, can these bones live? Can these children live? Yes, I'm going to speak as the Lord has commanded. I repackage you in the name of Jesus. Repackage your health in the name of Jesus. Repackage your finances in the name of Jesus. Be repackaged right now in the name of Jesus. Let the word of prophecy begin to walk in your life. Let bread come to you. Let seniors come to you in the name of Jesus. Be repackaged right now. Be repackaged right now. You are not failing. Your health is not failing. You are receiving strength. You are receiving healing in the name of Jesus. I speak healing to you. If you are sick, lay your hands on that spot. Receive healing. Receive deliverance right now in the name of Jesus. Receive healing. Receive deliverance right now in the name of Jesus. Let life flow. Let life flow. Let life flow. Let life flow. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. Hallelujah. That's a new dawn. That's a new dawn. I'm hearing a cock crowing. A cock is crowing. A cock is crowing. And when cock begins to crow, that means a new day is about to dawn. Oh yeah, Kapachata. A cock is crowing. A cock is crowing. Somebody's life is about to break forth. A new day is breaking forth. A cock is crowing right now. Yeah, Jesus spoke to Peter when the cock crowed three times. A cock is crowing. A new day. A new day. A new day. A new season. A new day. You will experience it. You will testify of it. A new season. A new season. Oh, glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeah, the cock is true. 
a new day and a new season. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Parasata krasakaya masata. Somebody is going to get a testimony from his family. Amen. The family, the family. Woo. You're going to hear a testimony from your family members. Amen. Your family members. A testimony is coming. It will gladden your heart. It will rejoice your soul. That testimony is coming. It's coming. And it's all because of you. It's all because of you. It's all because of you. Just like Lord became glorious because of Abraham. The connection to you is making that testimony to come. The testimony is coming. It's not going to delay. It's not delayed. The testimony is coming. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. Hallelujah. Bless you, Father. For what you are going to be doing in the life of your children. We give thanks. We give thanks, Father. We give thanks, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ. Nobody is missing. Whoever is meeting will be found. Whether it's close to you, whether it's a distant relation, the person is going to be found. For I hear the word, we have found him. We have found him. We found him. We found him. He shall be found. Whatever it is. In the name of Jesus Christ, he shall be found. Even it is truth, he shall be found. He shall be found. He shall be found. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Bless and exalt you. Give you all the praise. Give you glory. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org. God bless you.